Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the Family Business Podcast. This is our third episode. And again, I am your host, Alex Glover, and I'm here with my co-host and my dad, NFL great, Andrew Poncho Glover. Today on our podcast, we will be discussing mental health, the situation between Deion Sanders and Eddie Robinson Jr., and of course, how our teams did this week. One, two, three, I know beats like ABC. I come up, they hate to see. I may believe till they believe. I came up to major leagues. Say you blind, but wait and see. This so easy. One, two, three, your ABC from A to Z. Back to rap, so won't miss. Uh, heard the beat and I kissed. Uh, sing a lot, but I switched. Yeah, bet you rappers so pissed. Uh, now I'm high up at the stars. Yeah, I'm on a path up to Mars. Yeah, told me I wouldn't get far. Yeah, how you like with these bars? Yeah, how this kid fit so authentic? Uh, why did I live? Did I set it? Yeah, flow is so sick, need a medic. Uh, lies so corny, let's dead it. Yeah, I just prove what I do. Yeah, they was talking, but no cruise. Yeah, beat is on and I cruise. Yeah, vibe is lit in my cruise. Yeah, one, two, three. I know beats like ABC. Come up, they hate to see. I may believe till they believe. I came up to major leagues. Say you blind, but wait and see. That's so easy. One, two, three, your ABC from A to Z. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the Family Business Podcast. This is our third episode. And again, I am your host, Alex Glover, and I'm here with my co host and my dad, NFL great Andrew Poncho Glover. Today on our podcast, we will be discussing mental health. The situation between Deion Sanders and Eddie Robinson Jr. and, of course, how our teams did this week. Hey, Dad. Hey, Alex. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm glad to be back on the show and glad everybody's tuned in. We've got so much planned for them. So, of course, we'll start with how our teams did this weekend. How about you start with Gremlin? Well, <laughs> it was another tough weekend. Gremlin lost. We lost in double overtime to Alabama A&M. I think the score was 37 to 31. However, I think a lot of lessons were learned during those games. And uh, I think we'll be better because of it as the season progresses. Okay. And how about the New Orleans Saints? Well, the Saints did win 39 to 32 over the Seattle uh, Seahawks. And uh, they're back on the winning track. And the Vikings won as well, 29-22 to 22 over the Chicago Bears. So all in all, uh, you know, we had a good weekend. Uh, both of those team wins, and my main team, the Raiders, play the Kansas City Chiefs tonight on Monday Night Football. All right, so I guess you'll get to see if your teams are going 2-2 two and two for the week or 3-1. and one. Yeah, I'm anxiously anticipating the game for tonight. <laughs> All right, and this week I played um who did I play? I played wow, it's been Tulsa. a long week. Tulsa and Wichita, and Wichita State. State. Right. Sorry, sorry. It's been a long week. Uh we beat Tulsa in 5 on Friday and then we traveled over to Wichita State and we swept them yesterday. They were about middle of the pack of conference and I believe Tulsa is at the bottom of the pack. So it was pretty disappointing for our team to go to five, but at least we pulled out a win. Our coach said an ugly win is still a win. So next time, hopefully, we'll clean it up. And this week, we play the number one team in the conference, which is Houston on Friday, and that should be that should be a good game. So I'm excited to play that. We're tied for second right now in the conference, so it's number one versus number two, and then we'll play 
Tulane at home for our breast cancer pink um, pink out game on Sunday. Yeah, you guys really have your work cut out for you. I think that uh, this week is going to be a, a, a real interesting week and a great week of preparation. And I have full confidence that you guys can go into the weekend and come out 2-0. That is what our expectation is. <laughs> Who is our our is the, all the supporters, all the all the family members, and hopefully the team as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Also, another topic of the day is mental health awareness. Since today is National Mental Health Awareness Day, what do you do to keep your mental health good? And what did you do when you were playing actively in the NFL and in college? I think uh, when I was playing in college, and the NFL, it's a lot different than things are today because of social media and uh, the way information gets around the world in a matter of minutes. Um, usually, I used to just take some time off uh, and, and go somewhere to a nice restaurant, get something to eat, get lots of rest, and make sure that I, I worked out and prepared for the upcoming events. Was your mental health affected regarding how you played, if you played, and things like that? Oh, most certainly. I was, uh, my mental health was affected on everything that happened on game day, specifically how well I did in the game or if I even played in the game. So if I did play in the game and, and, and I had an opportunity to make some plays and and I didn't do well, then I would really be disappointed in myself and, and that would just mean that I would have to look in the mirror, take responsibility for it, go back, continue to work hard, and try to be better the next time out. So what about if your team won or lost? Did that also affect your mental health, regardless yeah. of how you played? Uh, if our team won, uh, I, I thought that was making progress. Uh, a lot of times we used to you know, have after-game party when the team won and I would invite people over to eat and drink and be happy. But if we did not win there, the after game party would be canceled most definitely. <laughs> so you still didn't have fun if you didn't go, if you didn't have your after game party, what about to celebrate, you know, y'all being together? That wasn't a thing. No, I didn't want anybody <laughs> to know that losing was acceptable or I, I was happy about it. So, you know, we just had all the food, all the chicken, all the mashed potatoes, all the greens and all that to last us for a couple of days. But nobody else was gonna relish in us losing that game and then coming over and eating and acting like the game had never happened. So you don't feel like you need to work on team bonding when y'all lost. You didn't feel like the team needed to come together and act stronger when y'all lost. You think you needed time to yourselves. I don't want to be bothered when we lose. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? How do you feel uh, mental health impacts you win or lose and what happens after the game? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> mental health is definitely a struggle when we lose, especially if it's in a game that we weren't supposed to lose. 
And I think specifically mental health is a struggle when I am personally not performing how I think that I should be performing and how I know I'm capable of performing. So I would say I think that there's more resources now, though, for mental health um, than a long time ago when you played. So, I mean, a lot of student athletes, not personally, but a lot of student athletes do go through therapy and know that there are different resources and it's okay to seek out those resources, you know, if you need them and having a support system that's strong also definitely helps mental health, you know, taking time away from volleyball or your sport and making sure you get that rest or just go hang out with friends and things like that. Just having, I think the best way to, not cure mental health, but to better your mental health is to make sure you have a good sport life balance. I think if you get too involved with your sport and let it kind of swallow you, that's when your mental health starts to take a toll. So if you make sure that you have a lot of stuff outside of your sport that you have to look forward to, then it'll get better. Yeah, I think that's that's very informative because what what we're trying to understand and what everybody should understand is athletes go through a lot and there's a great responsibility and the achievement, uh, the things that they're trying to achieve are, are very difficult. They're all, they're only a very small percentage of athletes that have the kind of success that the great ones do. So there's a, there's a lot. Um, I would say that there's a lot of pressure. Uh, there's a lot of responsibility. Uh, there's a lot of preparation, and and all of these all of these things could uh, you know you can get overload at times. So uh, hopefully that you know some of those things that people can seek out, uh, they can go and have an opportunity to talk to someone about it, and maybe there'll be a, a, a little bit of relief that they can get from it. What do you think some of the things that cause the most stress while being a student athlete? Um, I think. My school is very rigorous right now. So even when I do come home from those volleyball games and stuff, it's really, I can't just go to sleep. I still have homework. I still have quizzes. I still have stuff like that. So it's like, even when I do want to take a breath of fresh air, I can't because I have other obligations that I have to work on and I have to do. So like even today on my day off, there's stuff that I have to do. It's never really truly a day off or, uh, you know, break or like even when, we have Christmas break and it's after volleyball season and we're supposed to be going on vacations and stuff. It's never really a break because you still have to be working out. You still have to be watching volleyball, watching films, stuff like that. So you can't really just take a pause if you want to be really good. So I think that's one of the, th one of the struggles for mental health is like you want to take that break, but you can't completely take that break. So you just have to find little spaces in your life or give yourself an hour for each day or a certain time each week where you're just going to focus on yourself and do the things that you really like. Um, also as a student athlete, I think trying to have a personal life can be kind of hard. You know, there's a lot of stuff that a lot of regular college students are able to do that we aren't, that we have to sacrifice. So I think it can be hard, like kind of, uh, FOMO seeing other students doing things that you want to do that you can't, but you know, it's all worth it in the end. There's pros and cons. We have a TikTok from Alex about mental health. 
Quizlet challenged me to talk about what I do to cope with stress during final season. Something that looks so happy like this can turn into this so quick if I don't take care of my mental health. But today I'm going to show you what I do. First, I make sure to have plenty of outlets with my friends to make sure I'm having fun weekly. I use study tools to make sure I'm far ahead on all of my schoolwork and not just sleep it off like Bruno. Then I do things such as skincare routines and facials to make sure I'm taking care of myself. I also go outside and breathe fresh air every day and look at the beautiful world. Bye. Do you think that the coaches and administration are doing enough to acknowledge, uh, you know, the mental health awareness with the athletes? I think, yeah, I think they are. Um, I think because it is such a big topic, especially at NCAA uh, this year from the amount of suicides from athletes um, that have been going on. I think it's, such a big topic, so it's kind of on the radar. So I think they do a good job of reminding us that there are those resources at the school or if you need to talk to someone, like, do that. But also, I've never been in a situation to where I've seen anyone close enough to me or on my team with their mental health has been extremely bad to where I would see how the coaches or administration would actually act in a situation to like maybe someone's mental health was so bad that they need to take a day off of practice. I've never been in that situation, so I'm not really sure what the protocol to that would be. And um, I don't really think that's offered right now. Te technically, I don't think anybody's ever said like you can take a mental health day off or anything like that. So I think there's always a gray area as if, People are doing as much as they can, but I don't think it's just on coaches and administration. I also think that it's on, um, you know, physical trainers, it's on personal trainers, it's on your other teammates and stuff like that. So I think always, always there is more stuff that can be done, but um, it's such a great area and there's no really right or wrong right now. So um, it just kind of is, I think it's just going to keep evolving as the years come on. Yeah. I heard about uh, once I heard about a kid who uh, whose name was accidentally omitted from the basketball final roster and he was trying out for the basketball team. And it concerned me because when they accidentally uh, removed his <laughs> name from the roster, um, he start, he was slamming himself upside the wall and asking himself why. So I, I really thought that that was a moment that the mental health question really, you know, came into play. So uh, this, it really surprised like a, me. This sounds like a familiar story. Is this someone you know personally? Yeah, someone close to the family or maybe in the family. <laughs> All right, our next topic is the fight, or I would say the dispute between Eddie Robinson Jr. and Deion Sanders. Can you tell us a little bit about that? <clears throat> yeah, there was an incident that happened in this past uh, weekend's game where uh, Deion Sanders and the, the coach of the Jackson State University Tigers uh, got into it with Eddie Robinson Jr., the coach of Alabama A&M. And uh, the Jackson State Tigers were playing Alabama A&M 
for Alabama's A&M homecoming. And the Alabama coach, Eddie Robinson Jr., thought uh, Dion had slighted him before the game. He didn't come up, talk to him. They didn't share words. But Dion was walking through his huddle and walking around and, and intimidating his players and things like that. So during the game, uh, Jackson State was in a had a lead. And uh, it had 40 seconds left, and Alabama A&M did not have – Alabama State did not have any more timeouts, and Dion was still trying to score the ball. So the Alabama State coach was pretty disappointed in that. And when they had an opportunity to come to the middle of the field after the game, they went to handshake, and Dion was going to hug him, and the Alabama State uh, shunned him on the hug and pushed him away. And Dion, in fact, tried to push the Alabama State coach. So – it was a it was a disagreement about the way Dion had disrespected the Alabama state coach and his university and the, our total conference during the course course of the week, and then came out on the weekend and tried to show him up. So, uh, I I I thought that when it happened that uh, it was disrespectful. Uh, I didn't like the way Dion handled that situation. And it's just a reflection of him not knowing the culture of the swag and not understanding it because he just has not been here long enough. I, and in fact, the coach from Alabama State said that Dion was not swag. And Dion disputed that in a press conference said, if he wasn't swag, then who is swag? To me, personally, someone that went to a SWAC school and participated in three sports in the SWAC and won three championships, I have great pride in that. I think that it takes a lot to understand our culture. And I think in order for you to be SWAC, uh, you have to at least be in the SWAC for four years, like if you were going to college, to actually understand our culture and the way we go about doing things. I think to be SWAC is blood, sweat, and tears. And uh, there's not a big similarity between where Dion comes from in Florida State and Grambling State University or any uh, black institution. There are very little similarities in those two. And I just think that he needs time to understand our culture and to respect our culture as well. So expanding on that, what if you had to describe the culture of SWAC within a few words, what would those first words that come to mind be? Uh, I think it's enlightenment. I think it's learning who you really and truly are and your place in society. I think it's about learning about what the struggle is and, and, and overcoming that struggle uh, because it's not easy. It's very difficult. Everybody that shows up to SWAC does not finish in the SWAC. And uh, it takes a lot of grit and determination and, and goal setting and, and to, uh, to become SWAC. And I think that it's a lifestyle. And I think a lot of people don't have respect for other people that don't actually understand the culture. So all I would say is tread carefully whenever you talking about the SWAC and, and watch your content because uh, people are being influenced by what you say and what you do. All right. Thank you for the insight on that situation. And to close up the podcast, I have one personal question, a fun question that I would like to ask. So would you rather have 
a personal masseuse for the rest of your life, a personal chef, or a personal driver? Uh, I think I would rather have a personal driver. Uh, I, I'm very careful about who I let touch my food or cook for me. <laughs> and I, I'm not, uh, I don't have an affinity for uh, people putting their hands all over my body talking about their masseuse. So <laughs> I'm not quite sure about those two, but a driver I could definitely use. Mm, all right. Uber. So what about you, Alex? Would, would you rather have a personal chef, a personal driver, or a personal, uh, uh, personal masseuse, a personal driver, or a personal chef, or a personal house cleaner? Ooh. Mm, I think that I would have a personal chef because I like to eat and... I don't really like to cook. It takes a lot of time and I don't really have a lot of time. So I would choose a personal chef and I think it would save me a lot of money. I think for a masseuse, I don't really need one of those too much. Like every day, a driver, I can drive myself a personal. The other one was a house cleaner. I don't like to clean, but I think that I could get over it and do it like once a week to eat. I need to eat every day. So I think I would use the personal chef the most. Yeah. Very interesting. Very <laughs> interesting. Uh, I thought that I was going to be your personal chef. You costed me a lot of money. I was planning on getting rich on you. <laughs> okay, y'all. That's it for the third episode of the Family Business Podcast. Thank you for joining us for yet another week. We will be back next week. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and make sure you follow us to make sure you get all the updates. And remember, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. <laughs> <laughs>